I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, February 9th, 2021. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. We will be joined in just a minute by Dwayne Long. We will also be joined at the end of the show to completely wrap up the 2021 cycle. We've got some 24-7 sports recruiting analysts chiming in on who they think will contribute early for Ohio State. Definitely good to get an outside view of how things are going. We will also touch on some possible personnel changes. But first, Dwayne, how goes it? Oh, I'm at the tail end of a cold, so uh, hang with me, Buckeye Nation. It is a snow-covered gem city, but we are here to discuss Al Washington. The Ohio State linebackers coach is dealing with a pursuit from the University of Tennessee and new head coach Josh Heupel. They have offered him the open defensive coordinator spot. The offer is for three years and an average value of somewhere around $1.5 million, according to Football Scoop. However, Ryan Day and Gene Smith are pushing to retain him. Just before we hit the air, another report saying the Vols have not gone away quietly. There was some thought there would be a decision made by Washington yesterday. We may get one today. What is your thought on Al Washington? Well, I, I you know, I got to look at the obvious of this. We're talking about an SEC school. You know, they've been down for a while, but I mean, this, this it's Tennessee. He can become a defensive coordinator over a position coach. He's going to make more money. Now, we're hearing reports that he's probably going to stay, and it just doesn't make sense to me. I need to, need to hear an announcement from him or from Ohio State that he's staying, that he's going to turn that down a lot more money and position coach. It's not like the defensive coordinator at Alabama A&M. It's Tennessee. So I need to see see something concrete. I need to hear something come out of his mouth or, or the university's mouth that he's staying around. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me that he's going to stick around. I think it would really hurt, especially with recruiting. Look at that 22 class. That linebacker class is, is as good as we've seen here. What's going to happen if Al Washington leaves? I don't want to think about that. So it is highly important. I would say as, as big a recruit as we could get. You know, we've got some big time guys come in in this last recruiting class, but Al Washington may be the biggest steal if we can hold on to him. Hey, with Greg Madison leaving and Ohio State being a program with plenty of money, we should just pay him. Maybe give him some more juice. I do think they'll give him some more money. I hope he stays. I think we'll find out very soon. I'd be surprised if Ryan Day lets him go, but we shall see. All right, Dwayne, we are contractually obligated now that we are officially in the offseason to discuss quarterback at Ohio State. Justin Fields is gone. This is going to be a C.J. Stroud, Jack Miller battle with Kyle McCord possibly joining in. What's your vibe? 
I'm going to say it's more than possibly with McCord simply because with all the mispractice, no spring last year, that's where the young quarterbacks would have established a, a real pecking order. We've had some sort of a season, but it's been disjointed. There just hasn't been a, enough reps for those two. Yeah, they're going to be a, a ahead of McCord, but not as much as most quarterbacks are that are a year older. It's just not McCord is going to be more in it. I think you have to say that going to the clubhouse, Stroud looks like the leader at this point. But I think it's it's going to be as intriguing a battle as we've seen in a while because they're just so even as far as talent's concerned. The one thing that, that gives Stroud an advantage is Stroud is the most mobile. It's not like uh, Miller and, and uh, McCord are not mobile, but uh, Stroud is more closer to Justin Fields than he is the other two are. He can, he can be a guy that when he breaks the pocket, the defensive coordinator on the other other sideline is going, oh, hell, here we go. He can actually do something. He's not just going to extend a play. He's not going to just run for first down. He could turn up field and and uh, put it in the house. So I'm not saying he's as good a runner as Fields. He's just more like Fields. You have to say that Shroud is looking like uh, the, uh, the current leader. But spring is where we're going to find out. It's as intriguing as running back, actually. And running back, I think, is what's being underestimated with how uh, how important it's going to be. Sermon had taken over and become the, the number one back. He's gone. Did Master Teague do enough that he's going to, he, you know, he's a sure, he's, he's the guy. He's going to be for sure number one in Inc. going into spring. I don't know. I don't know, Dan, because Mayan Williams was running better than Teague at the end of the year. Teague is a very one-dimensional back. What he does, he does extremely well. But he's just not that that guy that, you know, the one thing that you look back on with Dobbins is Dobbins was never, the play wasn't over when when the hole wasn't there. Dobbins is going to find a hole. Teague, the hole's got to be there. And if it's there, watch out. This guy's strong. He's going to run through tackles. And he's really fast. But that's it. He just does not have that vision. He does not have that ability to change direction and uh, and and get back up to speed and make something happen. He's not a one cut and go guy. He's just you know straightforward. If the hole's there, wow, is it going to get interesting? So we've got some backs. Uh, Crowley's back, and of course uh, you've got uh, Henderson coming in. I'm going to say this. I would call it a surprise if Teague comes out of spring as number one back. If you look at the running back room, it's loaded. So you've got Master Teague, Mayan Williams, Marcus Crowley, Trevion Henderson, Evan Pryor, and we haven't even mentioned Steel Chambers, who found his way to the bench after suffering from a case of fumbleitis. Six guys in the mix. There's no way six guys will be in the rotation. Like you mentioned, it would make sense to think that Teague would be the incumbent given his age and experience i do think his best role on the team was as jk's backup mayan williams was impressive marcus crowley at one point in time i thought was the most talented back we all know what travion henderson and evan Pryor promise 
I would have a hard time predicting what's going to happen, given the fact that guys were in various stages of physical health at the time. You know, what's Marcus Crowley going to look like at full strength with a full off season? So I don't think it's a talent issue, obviously, when you're bringing in guys like Travion Henderson and Evan Pryor. But Trey Sermon definitely emerged towards the end of the season. But I think you may get a more completely productive effort out of the position when you look at the season finish with this, Dwayne. Who do you think will be clearing holes for them? I think we all know that Thayer Mumford will be the left tackle. Nick Petit-Frere will be the right tackle. Give me the left guard, the center, and the right guard. I think you got to go with Matthew Jones at left left guard. I mean, when he came in, things got immediately better. Miller was just making too many mistakes. You know, he was taking penalties. He just was not ready. You know, he was it was trial by fire. We threw him in there. Effort was there. He just was not ready. Did not look like he belonged. Matthew Jones did. I think Mac- Matthew Jones is pretty certain to be the left guard. After that, it gets really interesting. Because you've got Miller, but here's where things go sideways, I believe. You've got Weipler. And when you watch him, this kid, Harry Miller, moves awfully well for an inside lineman. But Weipler moves like a tackle. The only reason Weipler's not a tackle is because he's not long enough. He's a six foot three guy with arms that are just not long. And that is going to be, that's the only reason he's not playing tackle. So you put that kid in the mix and it could completely change everything. Miller gets kicked out to the guard. Anything can happen from there. Then you've got Dewan Jones. He played left tackle at times. And last year, we just didn't see him. I don't know what's going on with that, but he's got to be in the mix. We, you know, we heard he was at right tackle, but Petit Ferrer has really come on and started to live up to expectations. He had an excellent season last year. So, I mean, you could even argue that outside of uh, Davis, he was the, the second best uh, lineman on the, on the uh, starting offensive line. So Jones then kicked down to guard. Well, then Davis came back and Jones disappeared. I thought he would be kind of like the sixth man. He would be a guy that could play four positions on the offensive line, but we didn't see him that much. I think you got to look at him at that right guard spot. And then there's another wild card. When uh, Petit Frere was out, Max Ray stepped in at right tackle for Petit Frere, and we didn't miss a beat. He looked like he belonged. It was like, where's this guy been? He's big enough kid that he could slide down inside. And then, of course, you've got future NFL player, uh, I'm absolutely sure. Paris Johnson, well, he came in after Matthew Jones took a knock, and he was <laughs> blowing people up as a guard. Uh, left tackle, born to play left tackle. But Mumford's coming back. And Mumford was awfully solid last year, like he has been through his whole career when he's been healthy. Paris Johnson is a kid that, uh, what's he going to do? Is See, here's the, here's the thing, Dan. We know Mumford, he's got no more eligibility after this year. And if if uh, Petit Ferrer is as good as, as he was last year, that's going to be intriguing about him going early. And if he's better, he's definitely out of here. So having Paris Johnson ready to step in for one spot or the other is crucial. So we need to get him reps somewhere. Get him in there anywhere. Keeping some fresh offensive linemen. We'll always think about that with defensive linemen. Well, you know, it'd be a good idea with offensive linemen. And then there's this matter. There's always this talk about playing the best five. Well, if you're playing the best five, I don't know how Paris Johnson is not in there. So offensive line, especially the inside spots, where we have so many options. Oh, my Lord, I can't believe I made it through the Bowman years when – We had nine and ten linemen. That's it. 
now we've got options. We got guys that can that, that are athletic enough to to play different spots, and it's just a luxury that we hadn't seen for a while. And it took years to get to where we are now, where we've got options. And, and that doesn't include some young guys that that I think are going to play football for us. And, and you know, the advantage in that is we've got the depth that we can go ahead and have a quality offensive line and still let those guys work in instead of being thrown in there like Harry Miller was. Offensive line is also another very intriguing position, uh, you know, this this spring. Definitely the deepest, like you said, group of offensive linemen talent-wise they've had. Most seasons we've gone into, there's been at least one spot where I was really worried if a guy went down, they didn't have anyone who could even appropriate a similar level of play in there. But if you look, when you bring back both tackles, like I've said before, Ohio State's going to have better tackles this year than some NFL teams. That's true. I think personally, I would love to see a Mumford, Johnson, Miller, Dewan Jones, Nicholas Petit Frere group. And then the next year, you kick the guards out to tackle. You bring in Donovan Jackson at one of the guard spots. They are set on the offensive line. They've done some great recruiting up there. Greg Stadrawa has taken some shots for his ability to recruit, and he's had some help, but they have totally rebuilt that spot. I know the Kansas City Chiefs would have liked to have had Mumford and T. Frere uh, Sunday. Pat Mahomes certainly would have, considering the fact I think he ran something like 500 yards behind the line of scrimmage, a Super Bowl record. Very good point. We appreciate Dwayne stopping by. We're going to take a quick break. Stick around for a little blurb from the 24-7 sports people on which freshman they think will make an immediate impact at Ohio State. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At running back, I think we have the biggest slam dunk on this list, it's Travion Henderson going to Ohio State. I don't know what gives for his 24-7 sports composite ranking at number 22. The top 247R rankings have him at 10, I believe, which is the highest for a running back since the 2017 class with Najee and Cam Akers. To me, this feels a lot like the J.K. Dobbins situation a few years ago. Really good player coming in. Yeah, he's got a few guys he's got to battle with, but by the end of the year, maybe by week one, he's the guy clearly going forward. Yeah, and Travion has a much higher ceiling than J.K. does. And I, I watched a lot of J.K. Dobbins in high school. He played like 40 minutes away from me at LaGrange. And Travion's a better athlete. He's going to run. Like, he's a sub-11-second 100-meter uh, guy. He's dynamic with the ball in his hands. He is elite as an athlete. And I think he's a guy who immediately elevates the ceiling of that Ohio State running back room. I have no doubt he's going to play right away. And I would not be shocked if he overtakes Master Teague for that starting job by the uh, kind of middle of the 2021 season. He's that good. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.